play. play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C. Well, g'day, g'day, and welcome to the Astros Fantasy Football Podcast. My name is Maddie C. I'm the host of the show, and you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, all over the place. Just bash in Astro League Podcast. You're going to find us. We recently arrived on Twitter as well at Astro League Pod, but you can engage with all our social media. And it'll give you a great idea of all the things that are happening on, in, and around our show at the moment. My name is Maddie C. I am the host of the show. You're going to catch us twice a week at the moment. In Australian time, we publish on Tuesdays and Fridays, but it may be a little earlier than that, depending on where on earth you are finding us. It is the NFL off-season, but for us, no off-season. Unfortunately, not getting paid for not turning up to work. Also, not getting paid for turning up to work to this, but doesn't matter. I love it. There's this whole thing going on at the moment where every team in the league just went through and picked all of these guys who used to play uh, amateur football come and have a crack at being a professional footballer for their team. They're called the NFL Draft. So for those of you who are indentured into their NFLdom, uh, you're going to know all about this and will have known that on the weekend, all of this went down and all these new players have got their new homes. For those who aren't as into their NFL, you're going to find that this is something that happens every single year and it just means that it really does shake up the snow globe for a couple of these teams working out who's going to have what role for them in the coming season. To make sense of all the mania, I'm bringing on... The one person who I trust the most with uh, projecting things forward is my buddy Taylor. Uh, he and I, we're going back to the future, so we're going back to the weekend to talk about what happened. Uh, we're going to project it forward and get into the future. Uh, so you'll see our social media has a little bit of a back to the future theme to it in the last couple of days. It's going to be great to bring Tay on and I'll have him in in a minute. The other thing I wanted to touch on while I've got you here is that through April, we did a terrific series of what I call Appreciation April. We had a whole bunch of great independent podcasters come through and we talked a lot about their shows and uh, then we also put them through the ringer on a bit of football knowledge. Those are going to continue through May. There's not miles and miles to talk about in fantasy football world, but gee, we've got some cool independent podcast friends who we're going to bring through the show. We're going to talk to them about their shows. We're going to put them through the fantasy football ringer. And I've even got two friends who I'm going to bring on the show at the same time from different podcasts who are going to go head-to-head in a bit of Aussie trivia. Look out for that one. That's coming later in the month. Later this week, we're going to bring on Eric Helwig. He is a comedian from LA, and he is also the host of the Bring in the Backups podcast. This is the first football-based podcast we're going to do a collaboration with. It also means that his questions in the trivia are going to be a bit harder, so swing on by and check that one out later in the week. Now, this is one of my very, very favorite highlights of why we do this show at all, is that I've got Big Tay, he's just sitting in the wings. Let's fire up his intro, and let's get him in here. How do we want to kick this thing off? What, where are you going to start? I don't know, it? but... I may set a record for songs and Matt Ryan jokes. Lance has got a spot to start as any. And um, I've actually got something interesting to start it too that I didn't run by you. Oh, now I like how you say run by me. Like I've got some sort of, you know, creative control over the podcast. (laughs) Really it is. Oh, no, you What are you doing Monday? I say a rough idea of what I'm doing. And you go, oh, mate, I'm not doing a lot. Okay, well, let's talk for an hour. Um, yep. What do you want to talk about? I'm like, mate, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's our planning meeting. So. Yeah, basically. That's, that's about as good as it gets. All right. Well, I don't know. I, I'm, <laughs> I'm at the, uh, the mercy of Taylor Goodall here, uh, which is uh, fine, I guess. Um, where, where are you going to steer this boat? 
<laughs> oh, God. Well, I guess we'll be able to find out at the end. By the time we get to the end, we'll know if this was a good experiment or not. Uh, <laughs> where do you want to steer this boat? Matty C, I'd like to start this on a somber note as I would like to give a eulogy to a fallen member of the fantasy community. Oh, God. Thank you for being here today. Celebrate the life of a man who gave us a lot, but definitely me, so much fantasy joy last year. 240 rush attempts, six of them a league. 1,070 rushing yards, tied for fifth in the league. 49 receptions, 344 yards, 10 total touchdowns. Running back seven on the year, but running back one in the heart of the vinegar stroke. <laughs> I know who this came, is already. I know who it is, but I undrafted, but became yeah. a fantasy stud in your rookie year. You had your life stolen from, you know, an evil man named Urban Meyer, shit name, <laughs> when he drafted a first-round running back who shall stay nameless as this isn't his time to shine. Wow. Rest in peace, James Robinson, my sweet prince, taken too soon. <laughs> I was not prepared for that. Um, but poor one out for James Robinson. My, my terrible Jaguars doing all kinds of weird. Urban Meyer. Uh, single-handedly dispatching of James Robinson. I don't know if I can do the rest of this podcast. It's just too hard, man. So, uh, <laughs> do you need a hug? I'll send you a virtual hug. Come on. Let's a get it together. A virtual hug would be fantastic. A virtual hug. Here I we need go. It. Uh, I need a hug for every one of his rushing yards he had last year. It's just, wow. it's just too hard. It's too painful. Man, I'm going to struggle hard. Can't get that excited. <laughs> I also think in these COVID I'm not times, the smallest maybe that's too much contact. So I need a lot of hugging. <laughs> that, is, that is true, actually. I, I can't wish for there to be more of you to hug because there's already more than I can <laughs> <You> hug. <can. laughs> all right, exactly. so big, big guy and small guy jokes aside because we can make them all day. This, we are literally Arnie and Danny DeVito from Twins. Strange. One last thing, Devontae <laughs> Smith could go to my house because he'd get a good feed. <laughs> Can I come with him? Strap on a feed bag at the Goodles? Yeah. Well, well yeah. Well, 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 you guys can be one person. You know, you guys can have your weight together. Be one regular person in your household, maybe. <laughs> this will be the eating challenge. We'll go around to the Goodles and we'll just see between Devonta Smith and myself who can eat the most. <laughs> yeah. That won't even be the um, that won't even be the pre meal when the, whatever you guys eat. The entree is the one I was looking for. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Monday. Uh, <laughs> we're struggling, start. struggling to get entree. I mean, what's your French like anyway, Tay? I mean, it must be all right uh, to sell wine. I, I know they knock the All Blacks out of a couple of World Cups so they can kiss my <laughs> buttocks. <laughs> <laughs> It's all right. Sorry, um, sorry to, uh, you know, don't know how we get this back French, uh, quarter of our listenership. So sorry, guys. <laughs> this is really exercising what a bad host I am. I just don't even know how we get this back on track. I don't even know. Let's just go the hard, the hard twist. Uh, James Robinson dead at just 23 years old. Uh, is he even that? But yeah, it's too soon. Mate, I understand that that is a, uh, a dagger, a real dagger after you formed such a lovely relationship with him as the, the third wheel in the menage a trois with uh, Jay Herbs last year. Um, you couldn't marry him because you did marry Jay Herbs, but uh, just sad to see, you know, that nice summer romance uh, now gone. 
Yeah, he was my best man. So he gave me the ring to put on Jay Herbs' finger. Uh, so it was tough to see him die. You know, I'm not going to lie. It, there's a reason why I'm so sad. You, would, you know, you've just realised. Yeah, it's awful. And I mean, so for me, this strikes a little bit of a personal note because I've suffered through 18 years of worse than mediocrity with the Jaguars as a fan from all the way over here. We had one little, you know, flash where we had a guy named David Garrard throw us into the playoffs once or twice. And then, then it was all bolted lightning, lightning on a dark decade. And then uh, that's it. That's been it for every, every single one. Until James Robinson. And then that's I don't know if I'd soon. call that a bolt of lightning either. That's, that's probably <laughs> selling it to I. A bottle of I'll lightning. Maybe a couple of raindrops. <laughs> By the way, guys, we actually have something to talk about that neither of us have actually brought up yet. Oh, shit. You had things you wanted to talk about today. I was just trying to make sure we had something yeah. to cover. <laughs> I'm like, oh, shit. It's yeah, Monday. I usually have these podcast. done on. Far out. Um, all right. Well, let's. <laughs> we've gotten to the funeral. Um, we've driven this thing right into the dirt, uh, along with James Robinson, six feet under. Perfect. Where, where were you going to go next? I don't. Know. I don't even know what you were going to do. So the problem is, I normally come in and cut the crap, and I just start talking about what we actually want to talk about, and I didn't do that this time. So it's good to see what happens when I don't do that. So maybe I should go back that next episode. You might have to. Uh, We've just proven that I cannot be left unsupervised. <laughs> I thought I'd go through some of the fantasy-relevant draftees and talk a bit about their landing spots and whether I like them or not and try to play a little prediction game, as you know I hate to do and try and predict roughly where they'll finish in their position for the season. Uh, oh, to give me a wow. bit of lee- To give me a bit of leeway, I'll take like a five-position segment, like e.g. Uh, wide receiver 10 to 15 or 16 to 20, yep. etc. No, that sounds good. Mate, I'm glad you've got an idea. You know, this is such great timing. I don't know it's on the weekend. Oh, was it? Oh, <laughs> did not even notice. I wasn't keen at all. For those of us who have Twitter, yeah, it turns out that was the only thing on. <laughs> oh, I didn't realise it was on. I thought it was all about Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah, well, that's we might need a separate and, podcast to cover that. And Tim Tebow going to the Jags. That would have been Tim another Tebow. podcast on it entirely. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> that's it. Um, there's, a fair, there's a fair few to get through, so I'm not Stop. going to say a huge amount on each uh, for the sake of pod being under a week long. But I'll say my piece on it, and then I'll let you have a dig, uh, Matty. Um, oh, all right. Also... Not going to bore you of too many stats. It's just going to be more of a gut feel. Just like when your gut feels like shitting while near the Ryan house. <laughs> like that. All right. Let's get it on. I'm right. So, I guess we'll start with the surprise number one pick, Trevor Sunshine Wannabe Lawrence. Oh, first God. off, first off, his hair isn't even that good. It's stringy as shit. <laughs> and to be honest, I haven't once seen him throw it a quarter mile like Uncle Rico. But anyway... I like the spot for him. Gets a coach also making his way from college system. So I think there might be some growing pains, but these guys basically get a clean slate. And why not start it with the Clemson gang? I like his receiving call with Chanel, uh, Marvin Jones, DJ Chark and co. Um, Enough to see optimism. I say shit hair has a stable start to his (laughs) NFL career and finishes QB 16 to 20 in his rookie season. I think that's fair. I mean, do you... Here's the hot question. Is he going to be at that kind of level where you'd consider starting him in the Astros League with 16 teams? And I think the answer there for me is probably. Well, I think it would be a streamer. Yeah. But I have confidence that if I just needed a guy, 
you know, just needed a guy to go against the shitty Lions, then, uh, yeah, no worries. Well, he gets to play the Texans twice. So that's a straight <laughs> away. There we go. Quickly circle them. Mate, I'm not going to harp on too much about Trevor Lawrence. I did a very, very um, self-congratulatory thing on Twitter a couple of days ago where I did a three-minute reaction video <laughs> to Trevor Lawrence. I think it was definitely the right thing for the team. But in fantasy, uh, I don't know that it matters a heap. You know, most people are going to be paying in 10 and 12-team leagues. Like until he shows that he can. So that, I don't know. There's a lot of action points there for him. Now, enough Marty C. Jags talk. Uh, now, Zach Wilson. Looks like he should be next to Zach Efron in high school. <laughs> I got to keep my, keep my head in the game. Got to get, 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 get your head in the game. And, wow. And to his credit, he has a hot mum. <laughs> yes. Did you see and that Twitter trend, was blowing up trending, about that? By the way, it's absolutely yeah. So he's at the Jets. So obviously, I'm not jumping up and down for this prospect. But things at least seem to be heading in the right direction for the franchise, aka Adam Gase, isn't there? <laughs> His arm strength looks amazing and is already getting Rogers pre disgruntled and Mahomes comps. But those get them out of my life until I see him play for a season or two. I think he flashes in his rookie season, but I still think the team will struggle a bit to move the ball. My initial thought was 21 to 25, but I think his potential gets him a bit higher. And I'm going to put him in the same section as Lawrence, uh, sorry, as Spaghetti Hair, <laughs> 16 to 20. <laughs> wow. You're really mean to my boy, Trev. Uh, okay, no, no more about Trev. Um, much like James Robinson, Corey Davis, any of these guys who have now ceased to exist, this guy is one of them. Oh, man. He inherits a very defensive-minded coach. I just I don't know that this is going to be a place which will see a lot of success for him, and I would have felt mighty comfortable. That kind of thing, you know, I just don't know that it means a whole lot uh, in terms of fantasy unless you own a receiver in there. They're throwing some garbage time. I just gave him that bit of a bump up because I really do think the Jets are heading in the right direction. I don't think they're going really? to be dumpster fire of last year. I Look, that division's tough. Like They're not going to be winning a huge amount of games, but I just think they're going to be better. Um, he has, as I said, he's got great arm strength. He can make you know incredible array of throws. So I just think he's going to have some games where he just flashes enough to get him up there. Um, when you're looking at 21 to 25, that's pretty much a plotter. Um, whereas I think he has the ability to sort of blow out a game. And, you know, they're, they're probably going to have those couple of games this year that they actually put a bit of a clinic on, which you never would have seen from the Jets. I just think it's going to be late in the year. Um, he would have found his feet and he's going to have those, like, you know, 25 to 30-point games, I reckon. I can just see wow. it. So I just think that's going to be enough to, to, you know, I don't see him being good early. Um, I think it's going to take him time, and I don't think the Jets are going to win the winnable games for him early. And I just think late is going to be where he does his damage. So I think it's going to be enough to get into that 16 to 20. All right. See, I've got in my mind, I can see them being one of these like 16, 14, try to squeak out a win like that kind of teams. You know? Yeah, and that that could be true, but I could still see him having 200 plus yards, and maybe he has those two touchdowns in the 14, which is enough, it's enough to give him some fantasy relevance. Mm, yeah, no, fingers crossed. I mean, then you don't want to own the running back in New York, but when was the last time you wanted to own the running back in New York? So, fair enough. Um, so, Trey Lance, uh, I don't believe is going to be fantasy relevant at all. Um, I always saw this guy as a backup to someone. Um, I actually thought that if the Niners passed, that the Falcons would have put him behind Matt Ryan, and believe me, that's the last place you want to be. Smelling those. <laughs> <laughs> 
I think like Jimmy G now plays. <laughs> are we moving on from that or are we taking it? I'm just going to keep on chuckling. It's all right. You soldier on. <laughs> I think Jimmy G now plays a fair chunk of the season, uh, injury dependent. And Lance will need a while to learn and gain some knowledge before he's thrust in there. He seems like a high ceiling but low floor. And I don't think we'll see either for a while. I have him around the 26 to 30 range. If you were going off an average per game, it would be a bit higher, but that's where I'll go. Mm, yeah, I just don't know what to make of him. He's got the rushing element that helps him. So if he's starting, he has all that potential to be something, but he's going to be someone else's problem because I'm never going to trust it. If he comes out week one and is a starter, I'll completely turn that over because I, I think he's got so much potential and, to, you know, and especially in Astro, you want, you probably would take your go on him. Like, He's in a Shanahan offense that I think could actually move the ball. Um, I'm just projecting that he's going to be behind Jimmy G for a while. So it's hard to give him a high QB rating mm. this season. But when he does start, he's a guy I'll look at because I think he's got potential. Yeah, so I think if, if you've got a bench spot that you can just burn, the week he's the first going to start his first game, just squirrel him away because what if, you know? And if you, you're doing what we often do and we just roll with one of those... Give me Daniel Jones and let's see if he pops this year, kind of, you know, late quarterbacks. Then what do you got to lose? Yeah. I don't think I'd take him in Astro um, as a bench guy just because you've only got the four bench spots. But yeah, in some thin. of those ESPN leagues where you're playing 10, 12 team leagues, you've you got like eight, nine. You got a million on the bench. bench. Bloody hell. I would, put yeah. him, I would put him on there for sure, definitely. For sure. Um, but he's definitely worth the upside because he's got all that ability to just break out and run. And, man, we know that that is the gold in fantasy. There's too many of them now that if you don't take a guy who's got the ability to run, you better have Rogers or Mahomes. And they're really the only people outside of that bubble. Everyone exactly. else has and to we, be able to run. We talked about Hurts in the last pod. But, yeah. you know, he doesn't have a great arm, but just that rushing baseline just makes him relevant straight away. So, you know, and so I think Lance could fall into that, but he's got to be starting. And until he's starting, eh. yeah. And even once he's starting, ah. Eh. If I've got a spare roster spot in any size league, just throw them on that last spot on the bench. If I'm just cutting, I don't know, a seventh wide receiver, huh, fine. No worries, you know. Completely agree. Sorry, mate. Sorry. Jeepers. Sorry, man. I just took in a, a Dutch oven. Went, <laughs> holy shit, that just went down the wrong hole. Well, I mean, careful. We've uh, talked about all sorts of digestive problems thanks to the Matt Ryan party. And um, Jesus, it sounds was, like it could be something different. I, I took the sip. I'll risk it. I knew you were going to cut to me quickly. And then I was like, I'll take the sip of water and it couldn't have worked out worse. That's amazing. It's like water in my eyes at the moment. Holy shit. Who says water right, is not I harmful? I think I'm good. Now, Kyle Pitts, he intrigues me straight away. Like Darren Waller, he's basically a massive wide receiver playing tight end. And outside of the shitty Hayden Hurst season, the Falcons have utilized the loose end position as much as anyone. Yeah. Mark is your dynasty expert, and I know jack dick about dynasty, and he's still very much in a learning phase, but I'd honestly take 101. I think he's going to be good straight away and will be incorporated into that high-pass volume offense from the get-go. The position for fantasy is straight ass holio, so it doesn't take much <laughs> to make a splash. 
So I'm going bold and saying he finishes one to five at tight end. Big for a rookie as tight ends normally take a while to blossom, but fuck that shit. I'm saying he's a beast. <laughs> I just had the night at the Roxbury moment in my mind of, you know, Emilio, except I was thinking. <laughs> I, lo- I love where you take my weird takes. It just makes it even weirder. <laughs> Uh, that's what I had. I just had Night at the Roxbury for anyone who is uh, old like me and has seen that movie. And if it's you brilliant. It's one of the best. Just, just them in the car, just like with the head tilt. Like... <laughs> I actually forgotten how funny that is. Cheapest. All right. So good. Um, mate, it, on a serious analytical note, I have since the drafts on the weekend seen reputable dynasty sites putting Kyle Pitts as 101. And that was going to be one of the things I brought yeah. up. It, Every year, there's some hot running back. Go- one of the good running backs went to a not great spot in Jacksonville. The other one is going to a not great offensive line in Pittsburgh. Even though we've seen that running back be valuable in the past. Those guys are the Who's the wide receiver who landed in the can't miss spot? Well, kind of no one as well. So no, I, I get it and I like it. Mate, you're almost stepping on some of my uh, my talking points for later. Ah, uh, okay. Shut up, Matty. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> okay, I've sorted that guy out. You go. <laughs> that's no, nah, that's all good, mate. I completely agree. I, just, I think he goes to a great spot um, in a spot where I just think they're going to try and win now. I don't think they're looking to. They got a new coach. I just think they're going to be in the win now spot. They're going to have Matt Ryan for it looks like two more years. Uh, I still think, as much as I talk absolute shit about him, and shit is the right word. Um, I, I still think he's an above average quarterback, and yep. they are in a great passing offense. They like to utilize the tight end position, and this guy is like a wide receiver tight end hybrid. But he is an absolute weapon. Oh, don't get me wrong; there might be a couple of games at the start they're a little bit low, um, but I just think eventually this guy is going to be completely worked into the offense, and it's going to be a great season for him overall. And it really does not take much to be tight end five or better. So oh, I just don't see a world where this guy isn't great straight away. Him uh, having a good season and being tight end seven, and people going oh, seven. <laughs> you know, yeah, I know. And normally that's end. normally that's yeah. phenomenal for a, uh, a a rookie tight end because they normally really are slow to to begin with. Uh, but I, I really see better potential for this guy. I think he's a bit. Yeah, of a, I mean, I think like that was. Do you remember Evan Ingram as a rookie? It feels oh, like I a, do. <laughs> donkeys years ago, but and he was like, "This is the best tight end season since." And they, they had to drag up. Like, I don't, uh, this is how bad the tight end position has been, especially for rookies. The, the next best tight end fantasy season for a rookie was like Jermaine Gresham at the Bengals. <laughs> wow, that's bad. <laughs> so the, the hurdle to clear pretty low. But gee, you know, if he finishes the fifth best tight end in fantasy, I can imagine a world where I feel actually kind of a bit disappointed, you know? Yeah, I think he might be overdrafted. I'm not sitting here saying that he's the guy I want to go after in um, in a redraft league. Um, I, I do like him for dynasty. Um, like I said, Mark might re- refute that because he's the genius and I'm just a goober. But he, I, I don't see him as a redraft guy because I think people will overdraft him. Uh, but I just see him being in that top five. Um, mm. He might get picked as like the fourth tight end. So it might be a little hard to return the value, but... I yeah. can see a world where he does. I can see a world where he doesn't. I'm just playing my flag that he is in that top five. Love it. Absolutely love it. I've got nothing more to add. That's just bam. Beautiful. Now, 
I've got something to admit on this next one. Oh, dear. Oh, actually, sorry, cut that out because it's actually the one after. Yeah. <laughs> it's Monday. Yeah, it's Monday. Exactly. <laughs> Damn it. Um, Jamar Chase, I think, is also going to be quality early, and his connection with Burrow will be on show with some big plays. I also love T. Higgins, and I think in general this offense will flow better than it ever has. If Burrow gets better protection, and let's be honest, it cannot possibly be worse, he's going to be a huge improver on his rookie season, and this will only help Chase. Projections on wide receiver is much harder because not much can separate wide receiver 25 from wide receiver 45 some seasons. But yeah. this boy, it's fun. I don't see any of the rookies this year being in the top 15, but I'll say Chase is not too far off at wide receiver 21 to 25. Well, I like that. I think there's both worlds, right? There's a world where, well, gee, what if he just becomes Burrow's number one spot? That defense is still not terrific, um, but he just gives Burrow the chance to get the ball out a little bit earlier, gets a lot of targets, gets some junk time touchdowns. All of a sudden, he's a top 10 wide receiver. I can understand that. But God, I could also understand if nothing works like that, he ends up wide receiver 38. Yeah. And a world where just T T Higgins is just the guy, you know, know, um, Burrow's already had that rapport with him and Chase is just the guy learning behind him for a while. Maybe, you know, so there's such a wide range of outcomes, it's hard to trust. I wonder where he'll go in redrafts, because um, be, obviously he's clearly in that top handful in, in dynasty drafts. It'll just be interesting where he sits after we get a little bit of, um, you know, analysis back from what uh, happens in OTAs. And- exactly, because it's hard to work out ADP this soon after the draft. So when we yeah. start seeing where he is, we can sort of make a, a you know, a better take of whether he's too high, whether he's too low, blah, blah, blah. I'm just sort of taking a really early swing at sort of what position I reckon he might get. But he's the first of these couple of receivers who get nice landing spots in terms of delivery of the ball. So, you know, could that really help him in a way that other wide receivers come into the league sort of highly touted and just wind up having to start all over with rapport with their quarterback? Yeah, this is one who's kind of got a little bit of that from his life before the NFL, and that's kind of nice. So I could see how that could be helpful. There's guys everywhere that got paired with their quarterback from mm. uh, from college this year. It's funny. It's like everyone made a deal to do that. Kind of, yeah. Do you think there was a silent agreement? Do you think there were handshakes out in the car park beforehand? No, mate. Mate. Possibly. I've got his quarterback, mate. Don't, don't mess with me, mate. So the next guy, uh, funny behind-the-scenes story, my wife saw me typing notes last night, and for some reason she just decided to ask me on the specific one. Uh, what I was sort of writing about and what I wrote. And it involves semen. So uh, I'll just leave you to that and, you know, how my wife reacted to that. So, um, you know, I'll, I'll move myself into it now. But let's just, you know, picture my wife's reaction as I say this. So, <laughs> okay. I'm going to channel the wife right now. <clears throat> in, in so the next guy. <laughs> the next guy. Andy waddled away, waddle, waddle, waddle. Andy waddled away, waddle, waddle, waddle. <laughs> No, uh, anyone got a guess on who I'm talking about? Um, <laughs> is it is it is it the penguin from the Batman movies? <laughs> no, there's some stupid uh, little video about a guy buying grapes and buying shit from a lemonade stand, but uh, I'm sure that I'm sure the uh, parents out there have seen it. Um, so that's not the part I was obviously talking about with my wife. Uh, <laughs> Are you sure? So Jalen Waddle is the newest reason for semen to be flying around the Downey household. Uh, <laughs> that's, that's the link. There we basically go. Basically, first it. thing. So she's like, oh, this is great. 
I'm glad my husband's doing this podcast. <laughs> she knows that you can get all your nonsense out and you don't even have to bother her with it. This, yeah. this is like daycare. I haven't talked about semen in any other section and then, of course, that's the one she asked about. But anyway. <laughs> that's perfect. <laughs> so he has speed to burn and gets to restart his relationship with Tua. Unlike Chase, I have far more concerns over the quarterback situation in Miami. I'm not ready to call him a bust, but he definitely has huge question marks. I don't like Miami's offense as much as the Bengals, and it's hard to see Waddle having close to the same production as Chase because of this. In saying that, I don't have him falling too much further behind him. I just have him at 26 to 30. Yeah, and look, I think that's fair. The the thing is that I just haven't got the trust that Tua is the great big passing threat in the NFL the way... Having done all those uh, shows with Ryan and then with Mitch as well about why the rules are so different, I'm finding them too hard to compare when it comes to some facets, especially the way that people can get their production. And and I just, I'm the same as you. I'm just a little bit tempered about Jalen Waddle. I mean, I think he'll still be fine. He'll be on people's fantasy teams and scoring points. Um, I just, um, again, I'm super interested to see how this all shakes out once people have spent some time in camp because I think, God, uh, he's not going to be a wide receiver one until he shows people he can do that. He's not going to be a wide receiver two until he shows people he can do that. So like everybody in the world, he's a wide receiver three with upside. <laughs> Predicting these guys right now is like the hardest thing in the world. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's really hard. They've just gone to where they are. Or again, like Chase, he has upside and downside. Like He could be sitting at wide receiver 70 at the end of the year, but he could go oh. to 12. I struggle to see a world where he goes top 12 as much as I saw for Chase because Burrow could come out and be like an MVP. You know what I mean? Like, he could see that side for him. Or he could come out and take the Bengals to a way better record than they had last year, and he's in the discussions. Whereas I don't see that for Tua. I just see a bit better year than last year where hopefully he's, you know, ascent, you know, ascending up the mountain to at least be a bit better. I just don't see how that works out for a top 12 finish for a rookie. Um, they've also got a couple of guys. I mean, they've still got Parker, who I think's almost dead in the water with two of there anyway. Um, yeah. but, you know, they've got other guys. They went and got, you know, PED Fuller. Um, so I don't, know, <laughs> you don't even know how many games he's still got on a suspension. I'm not really sure. But, yeah, I just, I don't know. I think he still I, misses week one. I think that's the only yeah. one he's got left. I just, I see a world where he sits right in the middle. That, that's sort of where I'm going at the moment, 26 to 30. I think he has complete upside as well, but it's just hard to put him any higher. Well, give, let me give you just the one thing that's got me sitting a little bit more in the middle for him and seeing a little bit more upside for Jamar Chase, and it is Tua's got a defense. Uh, I don't know that you can say the same thing for Joe Burrow, and until I've seen otherwise, I just think it just means Burrow's going to have to put up points if they're going to win any games. Yeah, exactly, and Miami's yeah. going to be in a very tough division this year. The Pats are going to be a lot better. Um, you've got the Bills only getting better. Um, I actually think the Jets are a little bit better, as I've mentioned. Uh, you said that I, two I times that, now. You actually believe it. I know, I know. I'm obviously <laughs> the biggest Jets fan in the world. You know, put, put that in you mind. Might be. But um, <laughs> I just think that division's pretty tough, and oh, they are going to be in some lower scoring games as well. Uh, so you're right. I, I just I see more upside for Chase than I do um, for him. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. Yeah, and so that's why I see it. You know, that's there's a tangible thing there. It's just well, one team's got a defense, the other's going to have to chuck it around the other. That, that's it. And I don't know which one I like for fantasy. So, I mean, if I had to pick who's going to win more NFL games, give me the Dolphins. But that's not what I'm here for. 
Exactly. Haskins has just been an absolute turd. You could be understood for being, you know, skittish about that. Take Fournette out of the lineup. Yeah, mate, I would have run Jeremy's size boner going for him there. <laughs> Your in-depth knowledge of what it's like to be boned this year. Wes is going to have to realise that he's just playing like a ginger piece of shit. This is Taylor Nailed, I've got to say. Now, Tay and I, we talked about so many guys. We're going to split this up into a twofer. So, there is a second episode live now to go and find yourself a dose of that. This way, it's sort of been broken into manageable pieces. Nothing worse than seeing a podcast that goes for more than an hour and just going, when am I going to fit this in? But at least with two smaller ones, you can bite them off in chunks. So, dive across, find the next episode with Tay. My name's Matty C, host of the Astro League. Getting out of here. Hooroo! Play. Play it. This is the Astro League Fantasy Football Podcast. League specific news, information, and stats with your obnoxious commissioner, Maddie C.